LA Rams in the city, y'all. Got special guests, got breaking news. Come talk to talk with Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is 12 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, so you know what time it is. It is time for Talk That Talk on 91.5. The Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I'm your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with my guy, Florida man, Salim Dweck. What's the deal, What's Thugger? What's going on, man? Actually, I'd like to get a little shout out. What up? Get it, get it done. very good friends, Brandon Gatorbaum is listening to the show today. Shout out, shout out. What was the name one more time? Brandon Gatorbaum. Brandon Gatorbaum. Shout out, Brandon. Shout out. We appreciate you for joining us. We appreciate That's you for one of my tuning in. Friends, right there. He's uh, he's listening today. Vibes galore. Vibes galore. That means you better give him a good show, man. Yeah, he's listening live from Orlando, Florida. <sighs> from the what? From that? What? Oh my gosh, bro. Can we go to Florida? Yeah, yeah. We'll go to Florida. We we've had this conversation about three or four times. They but got, I really needed to. They happen. got worse things than Corona in Florida, man. I promise. Yeah. You said it, not me, bro. Uh, so are we not going in 2020 then? I'll go. I'll go to Florida at the end of the year. At like the end December. of December. December really? is the best time to go, honestly. Really. Weather's really nice. I'll be honest, bro. I, I already was trying to. Um, <laughs> I just got this text right now too. Shout out to Genesis. Shout out to Genesis Scorpio Gang. Shout out Gang Gang. Um, that's my birthday twin right there, man. Um, where are we at with this? I was actually talking to Genesis this morning. We were supposed to be in Bali this weekend or next week. Oh, wow. I'm sick, bro. I actually had plans this year to do a little Middle East trip because my dad's family is from Syria. Right, right. And I wanted to, I'd never been to the Middle East before. So I was going to go to Jordan. Uh, possibly Palestine, mm. Lebanon, cross over to Syria, cross over to Damascus. How long would you have been going for that hotel? Uh, maybe like a month. I didn't. You I didn't actually have it. like at the beginning of the year. Like I was mm. really planning it out for later, and then March hit, and then I was like, okay, it's probably not gonna happen. Uh, man, we. I, and then I didn't when, when talk I saw, it, but I'm gonna do it. And then when I saw like uh, how it became partisan. Like when the whole mask thing got partisan mm-hmm. and we had like people like, no, we just got to get herd immunity. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not going to be able to leave. <laughs> I'm definitely not heading I'm, down there. That, that flight will get canceled so quick. Bro, but so. see, here's the thing. Like, I, all right, so here's the deal. So I didn't tell everybody everything, but I started this year off and I wrote my affirmations, my yearly, my annual affirmations. I wrote down like six or seven things and I was like, let's just let's get all of this stuff done. One of the things I was already able to check off of that list, I'm, uh, I did it a while ago, but one of those things that was on the list was graduate. So I'm yeah, happy that, that I did that. Yeah, so I'm happy that, that I did that. Absolutely. Shout out to everybody who graduated. Um, you on your way. I know you got one more. Inshallah, one bro, more. in uh, four months, hopefully. Yes, sir. You about to be in there. Trust me. Um, but yeah, but going back to it, one, another one of those affirmations was to just travel more. That was just a goal of mine. And yeah, bro. I had already bought my Houston trip. Which was for graduation, which is supposed to be my Houston trip, um, and then Bali was supposed to be this this month, and then for my birthday I was gonna do another trip, which is in November. So all of these trips have been pushed off until 2021, but I didn't even think about it until this morning. Genesis was talking to me, and she was like, "Bro, we're supposed to be in Bali next week," and I was like, "Oh my I, gosh!" Uh, well, I, I've already told you. I think What's like up? my dream or my goal in life is. I don't care what I do as long as as long as I don't hate everything when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I just want to be able to travel to one different country every year. 
that's a that's a mood bro like that's something i want like even if i have to like like save up all year in terms of i got a credit card i don't i pay my bills i guess <laughs> you guess you guess shout out to bank of america i'm not shouting out no banks yeah i'm, I'm just kidding shout you. out to bank no I'm not shouting out not one bank over here. What? Unless y'all are throwing ad dollars. But again, we are five minutes into this episode. We are five minutes into this Talk That Talk episode on 91.5 The Rebel HD2. I'm Terrell. He's Salim. Have I ever told you the time I went to Bank of America and I met with like, I was talking about something happened with my debit card and I was talking to one of the guys like, you know, they wear a suit. They're all like, you know, super, you know, clean cut and everything. And I told him how like, the company he works for is corrupt and he was like oh absolutely at the top they're awful human beings but me i'm a good guy i was like you know what that might that might work <laughs> i'm reason why when you started shouting out banks and again you guys if you guys have ever tuned into this show you guys know what this show is about uh the first 25 minutes or so we give you guys an, uh, a little sneak peek into our lives and just what we've done this week what our week has been like this is typically to give you guys a little bit of an insight to what the od podcast looks like if you guys want to know about that that is an extension of this radio show it's an extended conversation it's an unfiltered conversation it's an uncensored conversation um that you can find the od podcast on spotify anchor apple podcast you can find it on youtube um, i'm working to get the soundcloud back up and running so you guys can all have all of our episodes recorded there um episode 23 went up yesterday i haven't done all the promotions and everything but episode 23 is up right now on um anchor spotify apple podcast we recorded episode 24 last night episode 24 last night was titled help for hire um oh, that's what's up we might actually switch the title because we talked about 200 hundred dollar dates <laughs> oh that, that's been a twitter topic for like bro, eight eight nine years now bro because 200 hundred dollar date i i'm not trying to be this guy but it's not that hard to, to, to um, have a 200 dollars date it's, it's truthfully not yeah i mean it it's not that difficult bro on a first date i don't know 200 dollars seems we didn't say first date whoa whoa, whoa 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 i never said that okay i never said first date joint. but you did not say it true okay but <laughs> i'm not i'm not doing it on the first date like what are we what who am i taking out I don't know. <laughs> who am I out? dating? Who am I dating, bro? Listen, first date, we can go to Red Lobster. <laughs> we can do something cheese simple. biscuits. Yo, if we in California, we can go to the Killer Shrimp and we can call it a day and eat off the water. Do I'm it. Not in even arena. gonna lie, bro. If somebody takes me to Golden Corral, <laughs> they got you. <laughs> Do they even have Golden Corral out in Vegas? I don't know, bro. Vegas don't have half of the things that we should. I don't know. I, I would definitely. I don't know. Eating seafood in Las Vegas is. I mean, I guess it's better than eating seafood in Oklahoma, but mm. <laughs> right, so okay. let me ask you this: If you like, were if you were in Oklahoma City, uh, right? Yeah, okay. Let's All say right. for some reason you're there, and they say you got to eat. What the if sushi, they listen? And they got to say you got to eat this sushi. What if they listen to this? I would eat the sushi because I'm assuming that Oklahoma City sushi is not bad. If you're listening, shout out Oklahoma. Shout out you. Shout out to Seattle, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what you have a brain? You definitely have a brain like a Florida man. I don't know what's going on. Why it keeps doing. I hope they move on. the Thunder back to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I I think that needs to be done. But. I I would want and Kevin Durant. I, I think he would actually. Sorry, this totally got up, but he would. He would absolutely go. I want to say one thing before we move on. Um, I don't mess with the big banks. Speaking of that, and this is this is like I just said, this is literally what our first twenty five minutes is. 
it's our, we are we allow our brains to be the cluster that it is. So when you first mentioned Bank of America, my first credit card was at 18 and it was at Wells Fargo. And I'm just going to let that statement sit where it is, because if you've ever had Wells Fargo. You know about Wells Fargo. <laughs> so They're I'm just going to leave company. it alone. The worst. Like, I had they Wells might Fargo. be the worst. I had Wells Fargo and then that thing happened a few years ago in terms of. Yeah. I forget exactly when you when you realize how not only that bank was started but how all banks were started. It's like, come yeah, on, man. Come on, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so, what do you want me to do? Um, where are we at? Ten minutes into this episode of Talk That Talking again, I mentioned it last week, guys. Uh, at the end of this episode, we will be taking a short hiatus. Um, this is about the time when you guys know what happens. This is about the time when we start to take other proposals and different shows are, are able to to come on air and things of that nature uh as i've told you guys before i'm working behind the scenes working on rebranding working on uh i know genesis knows a little bit about it working on rebranding working on business folders working on business plans working on just future ideas um so a lot comes with that a lot comes with that um we appreciate you guys for rocking with us for sticking with us uh, this this entire road from starting with me back at Cerritos College to now following me here to UNLV and hopefully following me wherever wherever I go with it. And um, Salim has definitely been a, a staple for this show. Um, when did I start? I think March, February? Consistently? I think March, right? Quarantine? Yep, because we had our first show after the quarantine 426, so April 26th. I think from April 26th to now you've been Oh, April 26th, okay. But I think the first time that you came on was before the the COVID. yeah, but the first time, and then yeah. there was like a period where mm-hmm. okay, where we had different people in because I mean that was the that's the purpose of the show. Once Alex kind of had to start doing more with the cheer team, that's when Duna start coming in more, you start coming in more. Daryl came in, we switched it up a little bit. Now I remember because I was here before the uh, the title, the college football title game. Yes, you were, you were Vanilla Vic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! Um, but yeah, going back to this really quick. Yesterday on on yesterday's podcast, episode twenty four, Help for Hire. Again, if you see episode twenty four is not titled Help for Hire, it's because I went and changed my mind. But we we talked about the restaurant industry a lot, and I think that's where the, that's where the title came from. But we talked about two hundred dollar dates, and <laughs> I've I've worked in the restaurant industry, man. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. I've worked as a cook at the Golden Nugget. You told me that terrible place. I, I'm. I don't care. I'm actually gonna let you. I'm actually gonna cut you, you off. You let me actually do that. I'm gonna cut you off because we shot a podcast at the Golden Nugget, so we have good stories, and I'm sure we have bad stories about the Golden Nugget. I mean, the hotel <laughs> on its own is cool, but like the, the head you. chef, like Chef Richard. By the way, I'd like to shout him out for being a racist pos. He's an abusive chef, and uh, that's about the nicest thing I could say about him. To say that somebody is an abusive chef and say that that's the nicest thing that you can say, these are the reasons why I'm trying to move on. So, Duna said yesterday, talking about, I had Duna on, of course, Caprice was behind the camera as usual, and we had Miss the beautiful Taylor Fox on the pod as well. So, shout out to Taylor. And um, <laughs> we were talking about $200 dates. I don't know what Duna got on. Duna was like, but where are we going? Like, where are we going? He was like, because... You got to clearly have some sort of like something to show from it. He was like, you can't take her on a $200 date and go to McDonald's and a liquor store. And we started laughing and was like, you spending $200 at McDonald's and a liquor store? Honestly, that's I respect that. And he was like, yeah, like you pull up, let me get 100 McChickens, 100 cheeseburgers, and they go get two <laughs> bottles of Hennessy. I'm like, bro, I'm not uh, the two bottles of Hennessy, bro. Like, do you know how trash your stomach would be? 
If you put McChickens, McDoubles, and Hennessy in your stomach, bro, bro, you're asking for the worst morning ever. I think it would. Two hundred dollar dates are kind of easy to do if if you go to a restaurant and you're drinking a lot. It's easy to do if you just have a night on the town. Like Caprice, yeah. Caprice brought up a dinner in a movie. Like not even expensive dinner, an expensive dinner, but the movie that 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 creeps up there. It depends what kind of snacks you get. <laughs> you, you you if you're on a date, you like crunch. Me personally, yeah. I don't. I don't. That's why I don't eat. Bro, I don't eat sweets like that. Hey, so I'm look, I'm definitely that guy that loves to go to the movies because I'll get a water or something, yeah. and whatever lady I'm with, you can grab whatever you need. But you, me you don't get like you don't get popcorn. I don't eat popcorn like that, bro. Wow, I feel like I'm. I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> and that's what's funny because I know people have seen me like have seen my my weight loss, even though I'm not skinny now. But they've seen my weight loss, and they look at me and they're like, "You don't eat." chocolate you don't eat sweets you don't eat cakes you don't eat cookies no i i hear you i i have a sugar addiction i got a salt bro like you bring a bag of hot lays in here it's oh, a you would, wrap bro. oh it is you'd love gone. middle eastern food then middle eastern food's extremely salty oh so we're rocking let's go yeah man let's go we'll take you to a few, we'll go to a few places here in town are you serious yeah yeah we'll go to uh sultan's palace and then the afandi market and restaurant both really we'll go there Guys, this is happening live on air right now. Me and Salim are trying to figure out what, what lunch plans we're coming up with, but it's actually Absolutely. happening right now. Absolutely. But Good again, people. we're about 15 minutes into this episode, and I do want to give the people what they want. I do want to give – shout out to Jalen and Jacoby. Um, I do want to give the people exactly what they want, and I've been told for so long that this is a sports show, and we've always told people we don't really care. The show is called Talk That Talk. If a situation like George Floyd's hap- like George Floyd happens, if somebody like Victor Jex is still writing for the Las Vegas Review Journal, like he currently is, I believe. Is that the joke? Yeah, jokes or whatever his name is. Um, Clown. As long as those things are going to continue to happen, we're going to continue to talk that talk, and that's that's what that that's what this show is titled. That's what that show is. That's what I embody. That's what the people that I have on this show embodies. So if you feel away, we've already showed you the door, but. If you did stick around for these three months that we've been going off about everything, if you stuck around during our Juneteenth 12-hour blackout, shout out to everybody that participated with that. I yeah, still yeah, am absolutely, thankful for absolutely. that. I'm still extremely grateful for that. Really quick, too, real quick. I got some of my numbers back from our show last week. Yeah. I'm not even going to give them over the air, but I'm going to let you know right now, sir, I am very impressed. Like, you mean in, in terms, not the SoundCloud uploads. No. Like, the actual, this like, is live, live listeners. Yes. This comes from Dave, our station manager. Yeah, let me know when we go off there. Absolutely. I, I'll let you know during the break. Because I've been um, asking you since April. I'm like, exactly. I, I've been asking Terrell. I'm like, how many people listen to the show? He's like, bro, I don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> and it's one of those things because because it's one of those things to where we have a whole a whole diagnostics team. We have a team who work, who deals with all of the numbers, all of our all of our uh, traffic, things of that nature. So Dave has to pretty much put in a request. Oh, okay. that makes sense. That ask, makes sense. you know what I mean? Can we see this? Can we see whatever the case is? When he sent me mine, he sent me just the twenty sixth. So I seen it and was like, so which number am I looking at? He told me which number, and I was like, oh, that's the number I'm looking at. And he was like, yeah. And then when I scrolled up, I was like, so how many is this is this from? And when I scrolled up, I was like. This is are, from one episode? Are these numbers from last week's episode? Last week's, the 26th. Last week's, okay. So I'll show you that one, but it's, it's definitely, yes. All I'm going to say is we are working on rebrands. We are working on all Keep types going, of, of, of exciting things. We are, we're, we're growing. We're definitely growing. Um, but I want to give everybody the opportunity to, to talk some sports with us right now. 
And I think that's what I want to do. And yes, I purposely let that breathe. Because, Salim, you couldn't wait to cut me off last week. Excuse me? What? Wait, for what? You know I don't remember half the stuff I say. I just want to let you know that I really found it hilarious because you cut me off last week. I apologize. Oh, no, it's perfectly fine. Trust me. I don't take anything personal. I just want you to know that you it was record-breaking when you cut me off. And you brought up your Marlins. Yes. And your Marlins could potentially have jeopardized the entire Major League Baseball season. What do you have to say? I love it. (laughs) I love it. Why? Why are you so toxic? The league has, well, I mean, the Marlins shoot themselves in the foot all the time. But But now you're shooting everybody else. Now you're on some, I had a joke for that, and I'm not even going to do it. Yeah, we can't say that on air. Absolutely. Shout out to Jim Jones. Shout out to Meg the Stallion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That wasn't what I was thinking, but... Um, no comment. But uh, it would be like... The Marlins are basically doing uh, a murder-suicide. It, they're just taking everybody with They're them. just taking everyone down. I wonder if you guys are walking into other dugouts just handing out high fives. Like, I just... What are you... What, why? Why? On the why? bright side, uh, one of the best prospects in baseball... Monty Harrison of the Marlins is set to debut this week because everybody else is sick. The season isn't going to finish because of you guys. It might. Remember how we talked about cutting Florida off of the map? Listen, a lot of people say that. A a lot of people say that. But, like, if you still have, like, Mississippi and Alabama (laughs) in your future America, I don't care about your opinion of Florida, bro. You know, matter of fact, if you still have, like, the majority of Nevada in your... I've talked about this before. Say if I again. ever get like some serious like government power in this country, I'm giving all the federal land back all to the Native Americans, and I'm gonna like buy foreign arms and give it to them. I'm sure that there are some people right now that heard that and did not like what you said, but we've already explained. We say things on the show that I think I really don't, don't care, man. Like shout out to the what? Shout out to all the tribes in Nevada, the Paiutes, shout Western out. Shoshone Nation. Shout out. And then in Utah, I believe it's the Eastern Shoshone Nation. Down here, Southern Paiutes. Being I actually from- did a paper recently, like, because of all that nuclear testing mm-hmm. back in the 50s. People that live in the area, the Paiutes and the Shoshones, they still have higher rates of cancer because of that to this day. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, so cutting Florida off the map is cool because they deserve Florida deserves to be its own country. Yeah, I want to say you, the floor, our our residential Florida man himself, yeah. has said that they need to cut off Florida. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I probably <laughs> did say that. I don't even remember. But <laughs> you say a lot of things about your state that you may not remember. Yeah, man. But speaking of your state, really quick, they they mentioned that they were going to take all. I think at the time it was probably more now, but it was eighteen players from the Miami Marlins had contracted COVID nineteen, and they were all being put on a bus to head from Philly to back to Florida. Bomani Jones had a beautiful tweet, and he said, who's going to drive that bus? <laughs> that was a valid question. That's a super valid question. But I just wonder what baseball is going to do, especially since Rob Manfred comes out and he says that the players need to do better. One of the things that he I, might have to I get rid of, he this. might have to lose his, his spot. He needs Absolutely. To. He, he's, he, I know we, we talk a lot about Roger Goodell and things that he could do better. Yeah. 
I don't think Rob Manfred knows what he's doing. How did they think this was going to work without a bubble? Did they think players would just, like... I just, I don't know, bro. I don't... Maybe you can make it make sense. Like, how did they think that was going to... I tweeted that the other day, like... Your tweets have been on fire this week. Mm. You've had a couple of tweets that I was like, all right, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Beautiful. That was a pretty Thank good you. one. Thank you. You had... Uh, oh, <laughs> I think the best tweet that I've seen from you was about Reggie Jackson. You said Reggie Jackson's commitment to playing non-winning basketball is like, or you, like you, you, you committed no, I, or something. I said uh, Jordan Clarkson's Jordan Clarkson. commitment to never passing the ball is like impressive. It's inspiration. Did you tweet about Reggie Jackson or no? Uh, I probably have in the past. Okay, maybe that wasn't true because somebody tweeted during the Clippers and uh, during the Clippers and Pelican game and was like, "The reason why Reggie Jackson looks so depressed is because he's being forced to play winning basketball." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, bro." Oh, man. Remember when he had that little beef with Russell Westbrook and they sent Reggie Jackson all the way to Detroit? (laughs) This is what I will say. Reggie Jackson, who's in the league. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, if you ever see Reggie in pickup ball, if you ever see Reggie when when he's got it working in an NBA game, Reggie can hoop, and that that goes without saying. Do you remember Martel Webster? I do. Okay, I have a story about this. One guy, he's a writer from Portland, Sean Hyken. Okay. He played in a pickup game, I guess, years ago or, like, some pickup game in Portland gym. Martel Webster showed up, and he put up, like, 80. Martel? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. And, like, I love how people think they could uh, beat, like, NBA players that are, like, quote-unquote scrubs. Like, the 15th best player on an NBA roster is still— Will run your entire YMCA team. He's still one of the best players in the entire world. He will run your entire YMCA team. Did you ever see that Brian Scalabrini tweet years ago? He what? said, I hate when dudes that aren't in the NBA challenge me to a one-on-one. Let me be direct. If you're white, you have no chance. If you're a brother, maybe, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him to say? But at the end of the day, too, like, we, we talked about it before. And I, I've gone through, and I've said this before. I have never said that I could beat some of these players in in anything. But what I will say is I stand by. I can outshoot some of these players out shooting people in practice and out shooting people in a game a game is completely different that's what i'm saying but i'm talking about shooting like the in art practice? of shooting wherever you want to do it we could be at a park we could be just us two we could do it at 11 at night we could do whatever but i i, I went to a basketball a, is i went a to skill and i know some people and this is what i don't like about nba players though because i love nba players who no how can i put it Jamal Crawford is one of them. Trevor Ariza is one of them. DeMar DeRozan is one of them. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, Kyle Kuzma is one of them. Um, James Harden is one of them. To where they walk around and they'll play with anybody. Yeah. And because they'll play with anybody, they don't know what you bring to the table. So they'll respect you. Yeah. But at some point, too, they do show you, all right, let me go ahead and and create this separation right now and show you I'm a little bit different. But most of the time, those Russell Westbrook, most of the time Darren Collison, most of the time those players go into these open runs, I'm respecting whoever's on the other side of me. Oh, yeah. What I don't like is when players like, we've seen this on 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 um, YouTube before, and if you, don't, if you haven't seen it, please go look at it. Go type in Denzel Valentine Gets Cooked. Yeah, by uh, Frank uh, whatever. Nitty. Frank Nitty. He sells cell If phones. I recall correctly, it's Frank Nitty. I was actually going to talk about that because it's like, yeah, he did cook him. Like, Denzel Valentine is an NBA player. You know, Kyle uh, Kyle Lowry got blocked by Kevin Hart once. 
You've seen that yeah, video, right? Yeah. So we can all have like, you know. Although if I was an NBA player and I got blocked by Kevin Hart, I'd probably like retire. But here's the, I mean, here's the deal though. At the end of the day, I, I, I look at it one of two ways. Um, or you know what? Actually, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take this quick break. And when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about NBA talent and open runs because it's a lot to go around. I'm Terrell. He's Salim. This is Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. KUNV Radio is proud to support Solid Customs. Solid Customs offers printing services that include screen printing, direct-to-garment, and large format printing, as well as custom embroidery. Open by appointment only from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Solid Customs info at 702-848-6802. That's 702-848-6802. Hi, this is Jeff Schumacher, Senior Director of Content for the Mob Museum. Tune in every Monday to hear the Mob Minute, your weekly dose of organized crime history, only on 91.5 KUNV. That's the Mob Minute, Mondays at 1025 a.m. during the Morning Lounge. Today's teens are one of the high-risk groups for contracting STIs, sexually transmitted infections. The CDC reports that even though teens aged 15 to 24 years represent only 25% of the sexually experienced population, they acquire nearly half of all new STIs. About 9.5 million adolescents and teens are diagnosed with STIs each year. You can help your kids stay safe by talking to them and sharing some important information about STI prevention. Many STIs have no signs or symptoms, and getting tested by a medical professional is the only way teens can find out for sure if they have one. Some STIs can be easily cured with antibiotics when caught early. Others have no known cure but are treatable. The most effective way to prevent STIs is to abstain from sexual activity. A continuous and open dialogue with your teen will help set them up for a healthy future. For more information about programs in your area, call 775-684-4285. This message is sponsored by the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health and aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. I am your host, Terrell Emerson, in studio right now with Salim Dweck, and we were just talking about some numbers. And I just want to, as, as, every time I think about it, I'm going to say it. I don't feel like there should be a reason why I shouldn't say it. But at the end of the day, I'm thankful for everybody. I'm thankful for all the listeners that we have. I'm thankful for everybody who has um, spent time with us at a time like this. And I, I, I'm thankful for the love. I'm thankful for the the kind words i'm thankful for the encouraging words and like i said i'm gonna say it every single time that it comes up in in regular conversation but me and Salim were just talking about the numbers from last week and talking about where most of our listeners are from i do want to say shout out to canada i want to say shout out to belgium i want to say shout out to uh australia i feel like there was another one that i gave you that's so crazy I feel like there's another one that I gave you. I forgot. But um, just shout out to you guys because going back to Cerritos, I remember having a, a pretty big fan base in, in Canada. I remember having a really, really big fan base in Illinois, Chicago specific. And I remember having a pretty big fan base in Texas. So to see some of the numbers come back and to know kind of how wide ranging it can be, I'm very thankful. I'm very appreciative. And um, I, I can't really tell you guys enough just – Thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you guys for um, 
for always. Um, you know what it reminds me of? Sticking with us. What's going on? I saw a Joey Badass interview years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, when he first got, like, when 1999 came out. Yes, sir. Shout out to Joey. And uh, shout out to Joey. And he had an interview, and he's like, because of the internet, like, people, like, in different countries knew who he was before people in his own building did. And it's the and it's the weirdest thing, but I hate to say it, it it's, it's the best thing in a weird way because it humbles you in a different way because it lets you know that you're, that something that you have that whatever you have has substance to where it's sticking to somebody's ribs. But yeah, and it's resonating across, you know. Exactly. And, and and that's the weird thing, too, because, like, I've never been to Illinois. So to have so many listeners out in Illinois, Chicago specific, that helps me knowing that when I've, when I've been down here and when I've been back home and I meet certain people and we vibe and then I'll be like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Chicago. It makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of just sitting here laughing, sh- throwing stuff at a wall, see if it sticks. But then I find out, oh, you're from Detroit or, oh, you're from Chicago or, oh, you're from Florida. And it's like, oh, we just we we vibe differently. We mesh uh-huh. differently. So, I'm a, again, I'm appreciative. I thank you guys. I love you guys. We appreciate you guys. I, I cannot say appreciate enough. Uh, without you guys, there is no us. What are we talking about? Oh, NBA players um, getting cooked. So when Denzel Valentine got cooked, by Frank Nitty, if you, if you listen to Frank, when he he said when he came in, you know what I mean. Frank is Frank, so he's he's an urban legend, and I think that's what a lot of people don't know. That's what I was saying before when I said that I know for a fact that there are some NBA players that I could beat in terms of shooting. I believe it. Now, do I believe that it would be difficult? Yes. Do I believe that there's eighty percent of the league that I couldn't beat? Probably. But I also believe that. There are hoopers around this world that haven't gotten a shot or for due to their circumstances, never got the shot, whatever the case may be. But I know plenty of hoopers that are at the local gym. The Clippers, the Clippers um, practice facility that they had just built maybe five years ago in in L.A. in Playa Vista, actually, um, or Playa Del Rey specifically, um, they built outdoor courts. Some of the people that used to be on the outdoor courts that we used to be running up and down with, I'm looking like, I know for a fact, like, let me pick five people from all of Southern California that I've hooped with just growing up. And I know for a fact that we could give or that they could give some NBA players a run. NBA players are NBA players. They literally get paid to take jump shots and work out. And yeah. feed their themselves the right themselves the right things. So NBA players are the greatest in the world at what they do. Yeah, the game of basketball is still a game. You still gotta. Yeah, put, if you're taking the five best non NBA players exactly. from Southern California, yeah, they could. I don't think Absolutely. they win, but but it it'll be a game. Is all I'm. It'll saying. be a game. Yeah, it's not gonna be. And do I feel like if you anger that entire NBA team, do I feel like they can make it a game to where it's not close? Absolutely. I went to a Heat Thunder game in 2018, shortly before I came to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Thunder warm up before the game. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. I saw Steven Adams make like 20 straight corner three balls. I believe you. I believe you. Just Andrew like, Bynum has a Jimmy. Like, I know people like to make fun of Andrew Bynum. I love Andrew, Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum has a Jimmy. He's one of, before his injuries, he was one of the best in the NBA. For sure. Dominant. A lot of people wasn't talking about him. He was 24 years old. 
but whatever. he started at 17. My point exactly. He gave Shaq the business. My point exactly. In that 2004, uh, and Shaq fed him a forearm too. Yeah, that that was a great game. <laughs> Dwayne Wade that's went off. You, that's how you know that Andrew Bynum made it. I made Shaq mad. Like, bro, he did so yeah. much of his dominant I'm stuff great. at such a young age. It was. Dumb. That's why I think a lot of people won't talk about that little five year span, even though with his injuries, but coming back and the Lakers not winning a finals with without him, winning two with him. Like, yeah, I think Andrew Bynum could walk he around had and a pop great his stuff career. a little bit more. But just for me, walking around and being at summer league and being around some of these players, like I said before, I've told you before, some of these players I realize in the moment while I'm talking to them or interviewing them or just shooting it back and forth. I look at people in their eyes and I realize, hmm, you're listed as 6'2", 6'3". You and me are looking each other in the eyes. Mm. So that means if I was in the league, you guys would lie and say I'm 6'3". Right. So it makes me look at certain players and I'm like, bro, I'm, again, everybody who's in the NBA is in the NBA for a reason. They're the best 450 players in this world. Yeah. There are some players that are not in the league that are better than yeah, the lowest ranking because like you said, I'm gonna stand it's, by that. it's a lot of opportunity and being seen. I have it's proximity a, too. One of my best friends and probably like fifth cousin, uh, Laith Saloum, he was a professional basketball player in Jordan and Palestine. He played for the Jordanian national team at 16 years old. Okay? 16. 16 years old. So when he came to Florida, we met at University of North Florida. Okay. He couldn't get a scholarship because he had already played professionally in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. However, he could have got a walk-on, but they didn't let him walk onto the team, even though he was better than a good portion of that team, but he never got the opportunity. What sport was this again? Basketball. Okay, okay, okay. Laith Zaloum from Jordan. He, mm -hmm. he went, he's played pro in Bethlehem. He's played pro in Amman, Jordan. Obviously not the best leagues in the world, but he went professional. He was a professional basketball player before he turned 18. But at UNF, a school that's barely D1, you're telling me he, he wasn't good enough for a walk-on? Of course he was. He was better than half those scrubs. See, this is what's interesting because I, I've seen that happen um, at different levels where like a person to play professionally in another country. And when they come over here and they're applying to schools and things of that nature, they want to participate in sports. But they've been, of course, they've, they've played professionally elsewhere, things of that nature, even if they just played in another country, but it wasn't professionally. So now it's hard to determine whether they got paid. It's hard to know what what's what. So I've definitely seen that happen a couple of times. But um, speaking on sticking with the NBA for a quick second. Um, when the league started, started back up, restarted, um, It was dope to see the first game was the Jazz and the Pelicans. It was dope to see both teams interlock arms and all kneel and listen to the um, the promo where all the players are speaking about what their what their uh, goal is. And I think the NBA did something that was dope that the NFL didn't do when the NFL made that video and it was all black athletes. Yeah, I thought it was very very powerful that. Chris Paul was the first voice that you hear. And then you hear the Boston accent that is Brett Brown. I love Brett Brown. I, I, Brett Brown, you can say what you want about him as a coach. It's him. If you tell me you don't like Brett Brown as a person, what did he do to you? 
I think, yeah. yeah. I need to know what he did because it's, it's impossible not to like Brett Brown, I feel like. No, he's great. And if you've ever, and please, if you get the opportunity next time Summer League is out here, pull Brett Brown to the side and just talk to him. Yeah, you know, hopefully. He's a basketball mind, bro. Hopefully next year. Because I went to a few Summer League, uh, like, just days, like, watching the mm-hmm. games this this past was it not this past twenty? Wow, that was already a year 2019, ago. Twenty nineteen, yes, sir. <laughs> already a year. Time ago. flies. Um, but oh gosh, yeah. I, next year, I'd love to actually like get involved more in the media side of it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I have some connections that we can possibly talk to and make sure that we can get some coverage for sure. Um, shot the mark. What's up? Going on? What's going on? Um, so going back to what the league has done, the league has definitely uh opened up their arms to their players and let their players know we're going to we're going to stand with you we're going to whatever you guys want to do we're going to rock with you um I guess I can get to the the what's on the back of the jerseys later but so far three people have not kneeled for or not taken a knee I'm not even sure that's the right word not taking a knee during the national anthem so I know Isaac and Leonard who is the third so maybe it's four so I didn't even know Kawhi didn't no, 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 not Kawhi. Myers, Myers Leonard. Leonard. I was about to say, I didn't even know it was Kawhi. Because no, I was no, no, going to no. swear I saw Kawhi. But anyway, Myers Leonard. So it's four. Um, so Jonathan Isaac is one. Myers Leonard is the other. Greg Popovich and uh, Becky, Becky Hammond, Hammond is right. the other. Or the other two. This is what I find interesting. So whoever, whoever you may be. So to the people that were mad at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. People that were pro Colin Kaepernick were saying if if the anthem means that much, why are you allowing somebody else's action to deter you from what you're doing? Exactly. If you feel like it's that important, nothing should deter you from it. With that being said, I find it so interesting that that same amount of people or those same people wanted to ask people like me who are pro cap and ask me, oh, well, how do you feel about Greg Popovich and, and Jonathan Isaac not, not kneeling? The same way that you should feel about us kneeling. That is their choice. Yeah. So it's interesting to see so many people look at us and say, well, 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 why don't you guys have anything to say about Pop? Because Pop fought. Not so only that, like, it's we, in Pop, it's Pop's choice. If you... If anybody's paid attention to Popovich over the years, you know where he stands. Like at, he's at a great guy. Becky Hammond too. Myers Leonard. There's some problematic stuff in his past tweets that I've seen. However, he's definitely changing. He for the bet for the better. He didn't kneel. However, he was still very supportive of Black Lives Matter and Jonathan Isaac. I read his uh, explanation. You might need to hear it too. Um, I, I didn't get to read it in text, but I, I did hear it. And it, and again, bro, it's it's a little different only because like when you going back to Pop when you mentioned him the very very first time when I first met Pop, you you have seen me in a couple of rooms before. You seen how I maneuver around them. Yeah. It's not too many people in this world that I'm afraid to walk up to. My first interview was Kobe Bryant, and I thought I was I was calm, I was cool and calm in that situation, but. The moment that I was in front of Pop, it, it's a little different. You I know mean, because I mean? the moment seen I was in front of <laughs> Adam Silver, it's a little different. Like it's, when I was in front of Magic for the first time, it's a little different. Like when I'm in front of Mark Cuban for the first, certain people, they just, you know what I mean? It's like, whew, let me make sure. 
Let me make sure I got my stuff together right now. Well, I mean, with Pop, I mean, because we've seen him over the years chew out reporters. <laughs> and this is what's dope, though. What I will say, the two years that I've been able to been that I've been blessed to be around Pop, the questions that I've asked Pop, because I'm I'm confident in what I do. I haven't been in too many situations where I'm like, oh my God, what is he gonna say? What is he gonna say? But it it, it helps because watching the years of, like you said, watching years of Popovich rip out reporters' hearts, I go back and I listen to some of those questions and I'm like, bro, what are you asking? Yeah, like a lot he of those it right. are just Yeah. A lot of those questions are just crazy. Like, and at the same time too, I've I've asked, I've seen people ask coach questions. And stutter, like can't get the question out. And Pop laughs, like not that he's laughing at you, but he'll laugh in certain moments, only because Pop knows that like you're nervous. Yeah. So every time I ask my question, my whole thing is my dad has always taught me one thing: the worst thing a person can say is no. Yeah. That's the girl that you like. That's the job that you want. That's all these different things in life. The worst thing that can happen is no. Exactly. So I ask my question every single time, firm. I'm going to look you dead in your eyes, and we're going to talk about this. Absolutely. So usually the times when I ask Coach the question, there was one time where my heart kind of fluttered. But I told him it was after the uh, Team USA Spain exhibition game at uh, in uh, Anaheim, and everybody was getting their questions off, and I kind of waited. And I told him, I was like, you know, the, tonight's team shot, what was it, 29 threes, whatever the case may be. I was like, but we know that the the dimensions of the court are different. This is interleague play. I mean, just assuming it's international play. So the three-point line is, what, a step and a half, or a foot and a half closer. Shorter, shorter, yeah, shorter yeah, like, yeah. whatever the case may be. I was like, do you attribute the the closer distance or do you attribute the way that the league is going right now? Everybody wants to shoot threes. And he kind of laughed and was like, I think it's I think it's just basketball. And when he said it, like, you could tell, like, if a person was kind of, like, unsure of whether Pop was trying to give one of those answers, and they kind of, like, started to look. And I'm sitting there nodding my head, like, okay. And you could see Pop is like, I think that's just basketball. And then he goes on. He's like, if you watch China, if you watch Brazil, if you watch all these different countries, everybody's shooting the three ball. And Coach is like, honestly, he was like, it's it's one of those things to where I don't want to overcoach it. Yeah. If you guys feel like you guys are in a rhythm and you got the distance and you practice the shot, take it. And then everybody afterwards was like, oh, man, great question, great question. Bro, had to feel stand good, firm. Had to feel good, though. That question, yeah. Yeah, had, to, had to feel solid. good when everybody was like, great question. That question was solid. But it was when he first started and he was just like, I think that's just basketball. And everybody thought he was going to end there. But it was because I looked in and was like, okay. And then he was like, well, I mean, when you look at China, you look at, okay, cool. That That's how you get more out of a person. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. most people would be like, well, what I mean by that question is, no, I'm going to let it be awkward. and Let it breathe. We going to, coach, you got more? I don't know if it was you. When I when I did my first interview, I was interviewing, I think it was Area 51 when I went there. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. It might have been you. I'm not sure. Like, someone gave me advice before I went there. They're like, okay, since you've never really interviewed I think that's my first interview. Since you've never really done like, you know, professional interviews, when you ask somebody a question, give them time. Like, even if it sounds awkward, like there's silence, just give them time to fill the silence because that's when you get your best answer. Absolutely. You let them fill it. That was the best advice I've ever been told in my life. Steve White, shout out to the OG. I know I bring him up a lot on here, but that's, I'm going to continue to say that's somebody that I don't just talk to about journalistic integrity. That's somebody that I talk to about life decisions that's somebody i talk to about just just 
life habits. So that's somebody that I've talked to about um, or talked to about life more than I've talked to about sports. So one of the best things of advice that I've given that he's given me too. the first one was pretty probably what I told you was whenever there's awkward silence, let the person you're interviewing feel it. Because if you're uncomfortable, they're 20 times more uncomfortable because it's their interview. Yeah. So they don't want it to be dead silent in their interview. So they'll feel it. And the second thing, the best advice that he ever gave me, and I know he watches from Twitter now and he'd be like, dog, listen to me. But he has always told me, especially if you know people listen to your radio show, especially if you know people read your writing, especially if you know people want to um, want to listen to your podcast. Why do you give your opinions away for free on Twitter? And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. He said, especially if you know people are going to go to Twitter to read your reaction about Kobe's passing or whatever the case may be. Why don't you wait and direct all of those people to your radio show? Yeah. And I said, you know what? That's brilliant. I said, you're absolutely right. So I'm still learning how to how to work with that. But th that's just some of the best advice that I've been given. Mark Spears gave me some great advice. Sekou Smith gave me some great advice. Um Shout out to all those guys. Yeah, shout out. Um, I love Mark Spears. I want to meet Dan Levitard to this day. Uh, shout out to Dave man. McMenamin. Shout South out to Mike Bresnahan. South Florida legend. The Clevelander. Dan Levitard, man. man. Dan Levitard. I literally have patented my my journey similar to Dan Levitard. I don't know if you've noticed it, but that's why I got I, 10 years of writing experience. Now I got a radio show for the past four or five years. I'm, I am I need my TV show next. I'm, I'm working like Dan Levitard, man. So I didn't notice that. However, like as somebody that grew up in South Florida, I've been listening to Dan Levitard. Like, my dad used to put on Seven Ninety, uh, which is like he used to be Seven Ninety the ticket. Mm -hmm. Um, and I used to listen to that when I was like six, seven years old. My dad be driving me to school Monday morning. Straight up. Like, and see, I, I think that's what's good to do because it's good to just take personalities from everything. And I know we're somewhat on the rant right now, guys, but just bear with us. But I think that's what is good. To, to do just to kind of open yourself up to different DJs in general because I listen to the Breakfast Club and that's the East Coast radio station yeah, so, yeah. Or, or East Coast radio show so I listen to, to, to radio personalities like a DJ Envy a Angela Yee a, a Charlemagne the God uh, I grew up in LA so I know all about Big Boy I know all about Felly Phil like I know all about DJ Charisma I know all about LA Leakers like I know all about Sway like I was just recently going back and watching the Howard Stern show on Channel 9 like because it's weird to me how going back and watching Howard Stern, Howard Stern's actual show, it's really weird how eerily reminiscent my podcast is to Howard Stern's show. Can I tell you something? What's up? Your podcast blows Howard Stern's out of the water. I didn't hear his pod. I haven't listened to his podcast. His pod, whatever his, sh you know what he used to do. Like I don't know if he still does it. The I don't know what he does. I've got to go back and watch. So go back and watch. Type Go, go to YouTube. Type in Howard Stern Show, uh, episode 1, 1990. And you'll literally hear on the first episode, like, I think, you know, his co-host is Robin. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're 11 minutes into the show, and he mentioned Robin's cleavage. And he was like, guys, this is not the radio. Keep in mind. And I was like. That's literally what my podcast is. Yeah. It's just different. Not that we're necessarily talking about the same things or doing the same things that are the antics that Howard did, but Howard just wanted you to show, or Howard just wanted to show people, this is my radio show. This is where we take care of business. We have some fun. But if you fully want to see us with our hair down, come see the show. And that's literally what the podcast is. So yeah. I watch a lot of things and I go back and listen to a lot of people. 
Um, and like I said, I, I watch just a lot of artists in general. I, you know, I love music, so I'll go back and I'll watch just Nip interviews. I'll go back and I'll watch documentaries about Bernie Mac. Like I'll go back and just watch certain people rest who I love. Rest in peace. Both of them. Both of them. Who I love watching in their mode. Like, you know what I mean? I love watching Biggie freestyle videos just because that hunger, that grit that comes from it, I think there's a, there's a certain level of, of anger that comes with that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I look at music, I'll go to old radio, I'll go to old TV. Um, my granny used to listen to KNX uh, 1070. Is that like. It's, I wanna say it's the closest equivalent, I would say, is probably NPR ish. Okay, is it California based? California. Okay. So when my granny used to do that, I never understood that at six, seven years old, my brain was being ham or uh, KNX ten seventy is radio. Like I didn't know that. You know what I mean? But realizing what I'm going into now, there was a reason why I was around that. So there's a reason why I listen to AM radio. There's a there's a reason why I watch Howard Stern. There's a reason why I go to people like Sway. There's a reason why I listen to podcasts. Same here. Like growing up and my dad like always putting on five sixty or seven ninety. Straight up, straight up. Like Monday morning, like when he'd drive me to school. Mm-hmm. Cause my parents were uh not together. Okay. So like my mom had me during the week, my dad had me for the weekend, and then he dropped me off monday morning at school mm-hmm. but on that way to school like if i had to go to sleep early and i missed like the sunday night game or like if there was a heat game that came on late mm-hmm. or some basketball games so like that morning we get all the scores like dan lebitard would talk so um it, it was it definitely to this day is definitely i still listen to am radio sometimes i i feel like you have to sometimes because i feel like number one it keeps you grounded um, yeah, I, I just, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm going to say his name again. But Steve Weiss, the OG, every time I talk to him, he tells me all the time, have you been reading? Huh. And he knows I'm not somebody that's going to lie to him. So I tell him not not so much. Or I'll tell him, yes, I've been reading a lot this recently, whatever the case may be. He'll tell me all the time. Read, read everything. Any story comes out, read it. He's like, because you may internalize something that when you're writing, it comes out naturally and you'll be like. Only reason how I know how to do this is because I've read it. And he, he always tells me all the time, are you listening to radio? Are you are you listening to Dan Levitar? Like, are you are you the things that you model yourself after? Are you paying attention to it? And you don't realize it in the moment that how much you're learning. Facts. It's it's similar even to like when people learn a language and maybe they're not like studying at that time, but they're they have like the language on in the background. Right. Like, even if you're not gaining, like, words, like, you're gaining the speech patterns, you're gaining, like, it, it becomes Even more voice inflections. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's so, just reading, like, great writers, like, it'll seep into your writing. And I know for a fact, like, it may have been weird to him, but uh, I went over to his house one day and we were, me and his sons were chilling and um, he disappeared. And when he disappeared, I'm thinking he went to the room. So everybody leaving him alone or whatever. I go to the kitchen and I see him in the dining room. When I see him in the dining room, I hear him talking. But he's sitting in front of his computer. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. So I, I finished whatever I was doing in the kitchen. He kind of turned around and looked and was like, hey, what's up? I said, what's up? And now that he broke his concentration, I was like, nah, I can ask. I was like, yo, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm writing my script for tomorrow. And you know he works for NFL Network. So I was like, yeah can I watch? And he was like, <laughs> I don't really think it's nothing special, but yeah, sure. And I sat there 
And I, I think I probably went in the kitchen for water or something. I had some water and I was drinking the water. But I'm not trying to make him feel weird. So I'm not finna just sit here and stare at him. So, like, I'm on my phone. Like, I'm on my water. I'm trying not to stare at him. But I'm looking at the card that he has. And he wrote out. He has, he has a couple of cards. He wrote out whatever his script was. And he has a timer. And he's reading his script. And he's like, well, the Los Angeles Char Chargers actually did make a move. Okay, so the Los Angeles Chargers actually did. So the Los Angeles Chargers actually did make a move. And I'm watching him and I'm like, you're not even studying the words. You're studying where your voice is going to raise and where it's not. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, and he, he asked me, he was like, do you do like your live reads before your radio show? I said, no, not no. anymore. <laughs> he was like, you should do it. He was like, because you'd be surprised. You know what I mean? When, when, it's, when it's go time. You got 13 seconds to read this card. If you haven't read it a couple of times, you're going to be like, well, what does that say? Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me go back and make sure. So this is the night before. And I'm watching this man sit at his, ki sit at his kitchen table. Just preparation. Prep. Just prep. Yeah, prepping. So I tell people all the time, the conversations that I've had with him, some of the best ones, no words even occurred. Like, it's just me watching that man work. It's him inviting me down to NFL studio or NFL network studios. Or excuse me, NFL Studio for me to just sit there. Oh, you actually got to go there? Uh, I've been twice. That's what's up. Where is it? Um, it's on Washington. In is it considered Ladera? Oh, so it's in it's in California. Yeah, it's in California for sure. But I was just wondering because that area we consider all of that area and everything that touches it Inglewood. So. You know what I mean? You have those moments where it branches off and then you get the Culver City, you get the Playa del Rey, you get the, you know what I mean? You get the surrounding smaller yeah, yeah, cities. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether <laughs> that building on Washington is considered Ladera Heights, Culver City. I'm not sure what they're, uh, what they, what they've. I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed that that's the location of it. Ex that's, that's my point exactly. But you go there, it's, of course, you go in there, you see so many different things. You see so many different, um, so many different. I'm telling you, walking in and having somebody like a Warren Sapp or a Randy Moss walk by you, and you're walking in and you're like, "Yeah, so you." <laughs> I think <And> Randy, I... <laughs> bro. If Randy Moss just walked past me, I would be starstruck. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, man. My dad, shout out to my dad. My dad is great with stars. My dad has never been starstruck except for one time, and that was when we were at the Cowboys Rams game, and Michael Irvin walked by him. And I watched my dad as a grown man freeze. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, that's the playmaker. I was like, well, say something. He was like, okay. I was like, bro, if you don't say something to him. But, um, I mean, I do think that it's beneficial to be around people that just, that are around that daily. You know what I mean? Because when, when we went in and he sat us in the green room and he's showing us, well, here's the rundown. And it was the weirdest thing in the world because he had handed me the rundown for the show right and i see like his segments i'm looking at everybody else's segments rich eisen segment and everybody's segment is like 45 seconds mm. 15 seconds 10 seconds 14 seconds and i'm like what are these and he was like that's the time that you have and he looked at me and was like remember last night when you saw me I was like, yeah. He was like, I got eight seconds to read that card. Wow. So when they tell me, Steve, we're coming to you next, I can't read from the card. Yeah, it has to be just off the head. 
So that's when I'm telling you, I'm it's almost a full 24 hours later, and I'm watching them in the element, and I'm like, That's crazy. Yo, I watched you for three hours repeat that same card. And it's it, and I'm t- I told him, I was like, that's that lets me know right then. I was like, my work ethic level is not where it needs to not be. Not where it needs to be. Yeah. Like not even close. I do think it's interesting that you said like uh you mod- and I could see it a little bit now, definitely, when you said you modeled kind of your your career after Dan Levitard. That's my guy, man. I want to meet Dan so bad. So I don't consider myself like this amazing writer. However, I will say this. The writing, what got me interested, not, o- not only interested, but like actually like seep into my writing is when I was 15 years old and I was reading the True Hoop blogs like, um, shout out to Matt Moore. Shout out. Hardwood, hardwood Paroxysm. You don't remember Hardwood Paroxysm? You got me. Oh man, it was it was like one of the greatest basketball like before True Hoop got shut down. Mm-hmm. Zach Harper, shout out to Zach Harper, shout out to Sean Hyken, uh, shout out to Scott Leedy, shout out to Danny Chow. Danny Chow. There's so many, and I'm missing like a million of them off the top of my head. Uh, Jared Wade, I believe, mm. of eight points nine seconds. Ah, yes, sir. Um, I used to read this. St- I like I used to read all the True Hoop blogs. Um. And that's what got like that's what got me into it. Right. I was always into basketball. And I always like read ESPN stuff. Like what actually got me into like writing about sports. Right. Was that. And, and like you like you kind of mentioned, when you see something that's tangible in front of you, and you see somebody that literally shows you the way. Like we're we're gonna get back into this basketball conversation really quick. But speaking about Dan Lebatard, the reason why I brought him up is because I tell people all the time, what did Dan Lebatard do? What's literally his career? People are always like, well, he he does radio, right? Yeah, that among too. among other things. I was like that too. But I told people I was like Dan Levitard did what? He began as a writer. Dan Levitard showed you that he knew what he was talking about through writing. Yeah. He built his core fan base, excuse me, through writing. I was talking to the OG Steve Weiss and he was like your radio show This was actually when I was starting at Cerritos. Excuse me, I was like I have this idea he said, well, cool. He said, so this is the way. He was like, what are you modeling after? And I said, Dan Levitard. And he was like, that's a beautiful person to, to, to model, to create your business model after. He said, because you already are, you're already starting kind of where Dan started. He was like, Dan built his core fan base through, through writing. He showed people that he knew sports through writing. The radio show, he said, this is where you got to keep it key. He said, your radio show, he said, you, that's your opportunity to let people into you the personality let them know how you talk let them know about people in your family like he said who however however personal you want to be be that so that way when your fans see you out if they listen to your radio show they feel like they know you a little better than a person who doesn't and i was like that's brilliant advice so that's kind of the advice that i've been working off of since but of course whenever it's time for me to do something in front of a camera that's that's something that I will be going to, to to Steve as well about just to kind of mention what do I need to do now. But um, going back to, to what we said before, the Jonathan Isaac, the Becky Hammond, the George uh, Greg Popovich, excuse me, and the Myers Leonard. The argument behind wanting us to raise hell behind them not kneeling would be the biggest oxymoron, and I don't think people even realize that. Yeah, I mean, look, Jonathan Isaac, um, I get because he's very religious and he has that viewpoint. 
maybe I don't agree, but like I, I get it to an extent, mm-hmm. like where he's coming from. Of course. Um, the fact that he took off the Black Lives Matter shirt, that is kind of. Uh, I don't think he had to do all that. <laughs> And this is one of the things too. I know we talked about it with Pop, but um, when you, it's a little different because when you talk to these people in person, it's a, it gives 